Tim Ferriss, author of The 4-Hour Workweek, really has a lot to answer for. With one book, he brainwashed millions into thinking that they could quit their job, join the new rich and live on a beach somewhere. G'day, it's Peter and welcome to Office Anywhere, a podcast about working and living on your terms, whether that's cutting coat on the deck of a Balinese villa, crafting ad copy from a cafe in Portland, Oregon, or building websites from a home office in Melbourne, Australia. If you've had enough of the daily commute and the limitations that working in an office imposes, or you're already working remotely but you want to explore some of the doors that it opens for you, then this is the podcast for you. To learn more about Office Anywhere, just go to officeanywhere.co. By the time I read Tim's book, I'd already been infected for decades, thanks to my first mentor, Joe, with his huge house, his black Ferrari, and his pink marble garage. So Tim's book only amplified my long-held beliefs. I'd fantasised about running my own show since I was a spotty teenager, you know, roaming the world in my private jet and counting money in inches. These thoughts dominated my formative years and drove me to work insanely hard when my energy and ignorance were at their peak. Throughout my 20s and 30s, I'd collapse in bed after 18 straight hours of working and learning, yet I'd still feel I hadn't done enough, and even a mild heart attack didn't slow me down. Mind you, entrepreneurship was tougher back then. It demanded an appetite for risk and the inevitable procession of costly failures before you could even breathe the clean air. That's assuming you could stick with it long enough to break through. With no internet, getting the word out was the hardest part, and progress was painfully slow. I freelanced for most of my life. I always knew that a job, on its own at least, was never going to give me what I wanted. So from my late teens onwards, I always had something on the side, either as a photographer or a writer. Later, I moved into web design, marketing, business ownership and property renovation. I essentially quit my job about 20 years ago and I've been 100% freelance ever since, although a large portion of my work since 97 has been for the one company. Over the last few years, I've witnessed an explosion in opportunities for just about anyone with passion, skill and ambition to strike out on their own and develop a side hustle, all while remaining gainfully employed. It's all possible thanks to the democratisation of media via the internet and the subsequent shift of power back to content creators. Using platforms like WordPress, YouTube, iTunes and Amazon, creative and knowledgeable individuals can fuse their content with a captive audience and generate a whole new source of income. And resources to do this are everywhere, but like any gold rush, traps are bound for the unwary. The proliferation of information also creates another huge problem, too much conflicting information and very little structure. The internet is awash with ambitious people who are, at best, faking it till they make it. This phenomenon proliferates offline too, of course. It's just the internet amps it up to 11 because, well, it's everywhere. I've been online for about 23 years, so I've seen a lot and I've spent a small fortune learning from mistakes. And I don't recommend learning that way. Only an idiot wants to make all their own mistakes. As I've said before, you just won't live long enough to make them all. But getting to the big question, which is, what can I do and how can I make money from it? Well, the answer lies in three other questions. The first one is, what are you particularly passionate about? Well, put another way, what are the topics that you enjoy thinking and talking about all the time? Number two, what particular skills, talents, or perspectives do you have? And three, where do you have some leverage or some existing influence and credibility? Think about these elements and then consider, do any of these things converge 
so they can be combined into something that you can talk about or illustrate or curate content around in some way? And is there a demand out there in the world, even a small niche, that would benefit from what you have to share around this topic or this idea? Think of just about any subject, any area of interest, and chances are someone is earning a comfortable living from just that. The business archetype you adopt also determines the revenue sources at your disposal. And here are some examples, and I've gotten these from the guys over at fizzle.co, and I think they sum them up beautifully. First one is a freelancer, and this is extremely common. Like I said, I've been freelancing for a couple of decades, and this includes people like writers, photographers, marketers, graphic designers, consultants, that kind of thing. Another one is a teacher, someone who delivers structured learning on a specific area of expertise. Another, which is very common today in in social media circles, is a curator, someone who shares interesting and topical information that's been created by other people. Another one is a leading learner, and this too is popular, is basically sharing your journey as you learn something yourself. Oftentimes, people would rather learn from somebody who is just a few steps ahead of them rather than somebody who has already reached the peak. Another one is a maker, a creative or a manufacturer who produces something tangible of their own design. Another is a retailer, selling other people's products, that's fairly straightforward. Uh, A mediapreneur, which is a content creator, like a blogger or a video maker or a podcaster. And the final one is a thought leader, someone who shares ideas and concepts through, say, publishing and public speaking. Often, a side business will involve a combination of these archetypes, and these will attract various revenue opportunities depending on which ones you choose. Um, I'll get into more detail on those in a minute. I think a key element to this whole process is finding your intersection. I think there is uh, way too much navel-gazing on what am I best at, where is the greatest opportunity, all this sort of stuff. But really, oftentimes I find that the opportunities come about purely through the intersection of a few unique interests or talents or um, channels where you have a bit of influence or a bit of credibility. It's a combination of things usually. And the key is to find your intersection. So the answer to what can I do lies in the intersection between these questions that we've just gone over. And in my opinion, the best people to guide you towards this are a group of guys at the online small business training website, fizzle.co. I just mentioned them a minute ago. Now, there are plenty of teachers out there, but in my opinion, none deliver the knowledge more concisely than these guys through their easy to follow roadmap, Corbett, Chase and Steph, plus a gaggle of other smart people provide the structure that you need to navigate the myriad options available to you. The second question, first one was, what can I do? The second question, how can I make money? Well, that one's a lot easier to answer, but it demands something that few people are willing to do, and that is to invest in the long game. You have to persist, evolve, and iterate as you go. Some people find their vein early, that's true, but for most of us, it requires patience and ongoing refinement. Again, look to the guys over at Fizzle to guide you through their training videos and tasks. Their community forum of entrepreneurs is also enormously valuable. My tip is to create as you learn. I believe it's the only way that you'll really understand what you're doing and which areas to focus on. There are tons of other resources out there that I could recommend too. And a couple that I want to mention are Chris Gillibo's Side Hustle School and Pat Flynn's Smart Passive Income. They're both fantastic. All of these resources are tremendously useful, and I can certainly vouch for each of the creator's integrity and their genuine desire to help you along your journey. My advice is to spend a month trying out all three and decide where you feel most comfortable. 
then learn as much as you can while you experiment. Okay, so to the question of where does the money come from? So regarding revenue opportunities, they tend to fall into these groups. The direct sale of tangible or intangible products, either yours or someone else's. Uh, publishing, that's you producing and selling your own books or guides, usually in ebook or Kindle format. Uh, another is advertising revenue, where you share in the fees paid by advertisers to appear alongside your content. I'm not a huge fan of advertising on websites, and I've never put advertising on any of my websites. Um, <clears throat> but the places I'm talking about are things like Google AdSense, ClickBank, that sort of stuff. Another one, which I am a big fan of, is affiliate revenue, where you recommend versus direct sell other people's products and services, and you earn a small commission if they purchase. Um, I'm talking about things like, say, Amazon affiliates, where you can recommend books and other products on Amazon. But there are plenty of other um, product and service providers out there who provide products or services that are very specific to what uh, you talk about, what you share on your website or on your project, and they are often better suited to an affiliate arrangement for you than something that is a blanket arrangement like Amazon. Now, there are a number of tools that I use on my website and in my work, which I've used for years, which I've um, tested to the limit often and have found to be enormously beneficial to me and my clients and my business. And so I recommend those. I don't recommend anything that I haven't used or anything that I haven't benefited from. It's, it's got to be something I've used and benefited from before I'll recommend it to anybody. And in terms of affiliate strategy, Pat Flynn is definitely one of the best out there. So um, go to smartpassiveincome.com and have a look on Pat's website for information about becoming a successful affiliate marketer. Another one is training, either online, and online training is becoming a huge thing now. It seems everybody wants to jump into creating online courses. And as per usual, with any gold rush, there's going to be a lot of crap, and there's going to be a few good ones. Um, but training is another opportunity, whether it's online, like through video, email, or downloadable content, or through one of the training platforms like Udemy or Teachable, or it's offline in a one-on-one -on -one or you know situation or a group setting. Another one, which is common, especially amongst social media um, influencers, is sponsorship, um, where brands pay you a fee to align with or appear in amongst your content. And my daughter has, um, has done a lot of sponsorship deals over the years with her, um, with her YouTube work. And the last one is consulting, where you deliver specialized one-on-one -on -one services for a fee. Now, amongst all of these options, there is an ideal fit for you. And the guys at Fizzle have a brilliant decision matrix that helps you to define these options for you, delivered with a weighted score for each. And I've found that decision matrix has been enormously helpful because it takes all of your subconscious bias out of it and it allows you to see things for what they are measured against what you have decided actually matters. Okay, now the choices available today are so vast, it's easy to feel overwhelmed. I understand that. Confronted by so much choice, it might seem easier not to even try. But blazing your own trail is meant to be challenging. It should test you. The great thing, though, is you don't need to bet the farm to have a go. The costs are small and manageable by just about anyone. And if you doubt this, get a hold of Chris Gillibo's book, The $100 Startup, or his other recent release, 100 Side Hustles. Both of them are brilliant at explaining just how little it can cost to build a sustainable business. Now, there are things that you know and talents that you possess that you can share with the world. The opportunity to share those and make money from them really wasn't available 15 years ago, not like it is now. We really are living in a golden age where the opportunity to work for yourself on your own terms from anywhere in the world is real. 
I'll give an example. My daughter, Sarah. Three years ago, I attended a YouTube content lab with Sarah when she was 13. She was 13 back then. Um, and she was a 100,000 plus subscriber YouTuber herself. And uh, we attended with about 40 other participants. We spent something like four hours working through a set of case studies, dissecting YouTube channels that were successful but had the potential for much bigger things. At the conclusion, each group got up and presented their findings, recommendations and long-term strategy for their particular study. Presenting on behalf of our group, I made a point that really sums up this era of tremendous opportunity. I told the assembled group that we were now engaged in something our parents could have only dreamed about. I mean, here was a room full of people from the age of 13 up to 50, all doing something that they love and sharing it with the world, living life on their terms. My daughter's got another year of senior school to go, but she's already in a position to strike out on her own, doing the work she loves. She won't need a job. She won't have a boss. And she'll be, she'll be able to work the hours that she chooses under the conditions she prefers. What's more, she'll be able to do it anywhere in the world. That's because she invested the time, energy and creativity to build her knowledge, skills and her credibility, mostly via YouTube. Now, at just 16, she's booked solid every week as a makeup artist and makeup instructor. Okay, so a couple of other resources that I want to mention. Any online business you develop will ultimately require web hosting. Um, Even if you plan to build your audience on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Amazon, eBay, whatever, your goal should always be to create a place on your own, on the web, where you have complete control over how it looks, what it contains, and how it functions. More often than not, um, people get caught up in algorithm changes with Facebook and Instagram and other platforms that negatively impact their business. If you build a business solely on somebody else's platform that you can't control, you're leaving yourself open to huge risk. In the blog post that goes along with this episode, which you'll find at officeanywhere.co slash 89, I've provided a couple of recommendations and links to tools that'll help you to build your own online platform, something that you control. Um, one of the most important things that you'll need is reliable web hosting. Uh, and I've recommended for Australian readers that they go with Digital Pacific based in Sydney. I've used them for well over a decade and they've been absolutely faultless. Um, and for those of you in the US and other countries, then I recommend Bluehost. I've also used those for a number of projects, some of them quite large, um, and I found them to be excellent. In terms of um, where to build or how to build your website, um, I've been building them since 96. And my first was for a corporate diary manufacturer, um, a business that's pretty much extinct these days. I spent a few months holed up in their office trying to figure things out as I went. um, And most of it baffled the hell out of me. But the idea that you could create something that was visible to the whole world as soon as you hit publish, well, that was exciting. I still find that exciting. Um, but I tell you, nowadays, it's so much easier. Like all mature industries, one solution always arises to the top. And when it comes to web design, web building, WordPress is definitely the platform of choice. I've tried probably about eight or nine different platforms, WordPress is definitely the one to go with. I build all of my client sites on it and almost all of them with the world's best theme. The theme is the underlying underlying design architecture, which um, gives you a lot more creative control over how your website looks. Um, and the theme that I've used for quite a few years now is called Divi from a company called Elegant Themes. Um, I've used them for, God, it must be I don't know, six, seven, eight years. Um, And I've used their Divi theme pretty much ever since it came out. And I recommend those guys without reservation. For less than 90 bucks a year, US, you can access 
their entire tool set and create a website that's right up there with the best of them. So give them a try. And like I said, there's links in the in the blog post at officeanywhere.co slash 89. So what now? Well, I'd like to tell you that building an online business is easy. It's not. But compared to a traditional business and all the risks that that entails, many of them financial, it's not going to send you broke trying. Social media and the in-your-face advertising that we all see will have you believe that it's quick and easy, especially if you buy whatever they're selling. But it's really neither. It takes time, patience, and a willingness to learn, screw up, and learn some more. The best part, though, is you get to pursue something that's more than a business. You get to do something that you actually care about. And that's what really matters. Anyway, that's enough for me for this week. Thanks for hanging out with me again at the Office Anywhere podcast. Like I said, if you want to read the blog post and check the links that goes along with this episode, just go to officeanywhere.co slash 89. And until we chat again next week, here's to working and living on your terms. I'll catch you then. See ya. See ya.